Hey guys, it's Ashton from ColourPop. Welcome to Colorful, our very own podcast. I'm so excited you're here listening to our very, very first episode with none other than Patrick Ta. Oh my gosh, Patrick Ta, where do I start? For the very, very small group of you who do not recognize that name, Patrick Ta is a celebrity-renowned makeup artist with clients that include Gigi and Bella Hadid, Addison Ray, Shay Mitchell, Jessica Alba, just to name a few, no big deal. And he's also the entrepreneur behind his namesake beauty line, Patrick Ta Beauty. In this episode, Patrick really blew me away. He's so humble and soft-spoken and sweet, and he was really vulnerable and shared some deeply personal stories that certainly no one has ever heard before. He shocked me more than once with what life was like before all the success. And then he shared kind of where he pinpoints his big break and you know, some aha moments and advice for those trying to come up in the industry. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode, our very first one. So without further ado, here's Patrick Ta. All right, so before all the success, before the namesake makeup line, the huge list of celebrity clients and kind of being everywhere that that matters and people are talking about you didn't have exactly the easiest start you grew up in San Diego and halfway through high school decided you wanted to drop out and move to Arizona talk to us about that yeah so growing up I definitely wasn't the cool kid um I didn't have many friends but the the friends that I did have I have I'm still best friends with today but And I'm so grateful for them. But I was very overweight. I um, was in the closet still. So I definitely wasn't comfortable in my own skin. But back then, I didn't have, I think, the, like, the mental capacity to even, like, just, like, take that whole force, like, take high school on. So Mm -hmm. um, I know that a lot of people, like, so I, I don't really like to say like, oh, like I was bullied and stuff, but honestly, I really was. And it had like a really big effect on just the way that I am today and the way that I think. And um, that made me drop out of high school my junior year. Um, wow. And were your parents OK with that or was that just like you're doing it? My parents were definitely not okay with it. My parents are from Vietnam. Like they moved here for me to make a life for like myself and be successful, mm-hmm. go to college, do all these things. Like just like very typical, like an Asian family. My sister went to college and she always had straight A's throughout high school. I was definitely not that. Um, even though like I didn't I, I I didn't excel in sports, I didn't excel in like a, in like academics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was basically like the black sheep. But what I did have was that I think that I've always like been very creative and in, in the aspect of like I loved cooking, I loved mm-hmm. gardening, I love interior design. I just like always loved just like making everything around me like as beautiful besides myself and I feel like I wish that like if I could go back I would focus on myself rather than everything else around me so you dropped out of high school your junior year so what you're 17 years old 16 years old yeah 16 turning 17 and oh my gosh. I 
wanted to just get out of, of California. So I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona. And I think moving away from my family was honestly one of the best things that I could have ever done because it forces you to grow up. It forces you to like learn things on your own. And I think I became very independent like right away. But I wanted to basically find find myself and like who I was. And it definitely wasn't makeup back then. I started working at a restaurant. I, I was I was serving, I was working at a clothing store mm-hmm. and just trying to like reinvent myself, like getting new clothes and all and, and like all and all this stuff. I, I didn't I think I've I've always wanted to be friends with the cool kids, but I just wasn't the cool kid. So I I think a lot of personality is built off like your childhood and like how mm-hmm. um you were raised and like your surroundings and like the type of friends that you had. So like I think like I'm a very shy person. So and I think it's because of my like upbringing but i somehow convinced my mom and dad to open up a tanning and nail salon for me when i was 18 years old and like looking back at it like i was so like i remember like begging them and like why wouldn't you do this for me like like i i I felt so like grown up then because i was already living on on my own for like Mm -hmm. a year and a half or two years and like, just, like, I couldn't, like, comprehend why my parents wouldn't do this for me or, like, why they didn't, like, jump <laughs> onto it, like, when my when when my parents paid for, like, my sister's, like, um, college education. Like, why not do this for me? And, like, I'm, like, me now being almost 30, I'm, like, why the heck would, <laughs> would, <laughs> would I ever open up, a, like, a business for an 18-year-old? when they live not in the same state um so i am so grateful for my for for my parents like that they like were even able to do that for me um did you give them a proper business plan like how did you end up convincing them no because my mom was trying to convince me to come back home to san diego and just like having like the feeling of living by yourself like you just you don't want to go back home yeah and um my parents um growing up my parents had a bunch of nail salons that my dad did the construction for and my mom ran them um i think a very typical like vietnamese american family um to have nail salons so i somehow convinced them to to do it to do it in in san diego i mean i mean do do it in arizona for me and we did really well um the first the first like two years I was, mm-hmm. I thought I was like killing it. I was making maybe like five to $7,000 a month. And for me, like that was a lot back then. Like I, I, yeah. I was like, wow, like I, I am, I, I'm like, I'm killing it. Um, but then I was really young and managing people was definitely, definitely not my expertise. So I wasn't able to um, retain employees because they would all quit, um, whether I was like too particular or didn't know how to speak the right way. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to like keep nail techs. And I think when when you're getting your nails done, especially me now, like I like to go to the same person because 
they know what I like, they know like the 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 type that I like. And we ended up having to be forced to shut down. I came I, ca- I came to the salon like with the the doors locked um by wow. our landlord because I wasn't paying the rent and I never told my parents that like we were even like struggling. So wow. it was like a big surprise for them and they were so upset with me. Like just like that feeling of knowing that you fucked up is the worst feeling. And how old were you when that happened? So I was 21. Wow. So, wow. but like all of that taught me so much. I don't think if if I didn't go through that, I definitely wouldn't have moved to LA and mm. like worked as hard as I I feel like worked and like hustled as much because I think you need to go through something as like traumatic as that at, to like be able to push you to do more. Yeah, and I would say most people that go through an experience tra- as traumatic as that are probably the age that you are now. So to have gone through that at 21 or I mean really any age but 21 I mean that is so young and so well first of all okay couple questions why Arizona what made you seek out Arizona from San Diego um Arizona was somewhere that was close and Mm -hmm. it was affordable I was like looking on places that like like online where like I could live and stuff but I actually knew one person there so that it it just made the jump a little bit easier just because I already knew someone there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why Arizona. And, and I ended up staying for six years. So I wow. truly like fell in love with Arizona. And, and I, I, I still like look back and it was like some of it, like I, I like wouldn't change it for, for, for anything. Oh, so the business fails and you decide to go to LA. Why? LA did you hit like did you have to file bankruptcy how did, how did that work so I filed bankruptcy um because wow. back then I had like I had I still had six years left on the lease and oh um gosh. I had a bunch of tanning beds that I leased so like I was in debt maybe like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars which to me like back then wow. I would never be able to pay back I'm like this is never gonna happen so um I had to file bankruptcy and um, but in in that time, in the time that I was be able to be successful, I was able to buy a little condo in Arizona. So I had roommates. And if I didn't have those roommates, like, I don't know where I would be because they paid my mortgage for me. Um, wow. My mortgage payment was very low. Um, mm-hmm. One of them was a makeup artist. So when when my salon closed, like I needed a job and she was one of the managers at Mac and she gave me my job at Mac and like the obsession for makeup began then. It was never something that growing up that, oh my God, I want to be a makeup artist. I think that the nail salon, it was all like, it was all very related like to the beauty industry and like being around women like i think just like being around again and i still wasn't out then just like being around women that just would make any like gay boy feel comfortable especially like back then like almost Mm -hmm. how long ago this this was 
like nine, 10 years ago. So I think I, I've, I've always wanted to surround myself with women just because they were the ones who like were my safe haven. They were the ones who just made me feel comfortable in my own skin. If I like somehow, like sometimes got excited, I feel like my, my voice would like go a little higher and just like be a little bit more flamboyant, but um, yes. no one would ever say anything. But I think because of that, it gave me like the confidence to come out um, when I was 22. Wow. So coming out at 22, um, God, what a rough hand. Okay. So you just pack up your business. You've, you've had to face your parents with that. Now you're coming out. Was your family supportive of that? How how did that yeah, go? Yeah, so because of like all the the traumatic um like everything going on with like losing the business and now I'm coming out, I told my mom first and my mom told told me like let me talk to your dad first and then mm-hmm. we'll like talk to you. But mm-hmm. um I remember like being at home, like I was visiting San Diego and I was like shopping with my mom and that's when I told her. But Mm -hmm. when she asked me if she could talk to my dad first before I told him, I said, yeah, of course. And I came home that night and um, we started talking about it. And they they both asked me if I would be okay with just just trying to date girls and just just try it for them. And obviously, like, I love my parents so much. I I said, yes, like. My dad, my dad, my dad, like my, my parents are from Vietnam. Like that was not normal. So like, of course, I, yeah. I, I, I was very understanding of like where they were coming from. Like they didn't like, they were, they weren't mean to me. They weren't like mm-hmm. yelling at me. Like they did it, they did it in a very nice way. So mm-hmm. I just like, I, I didn't want to disappoint them anymore. So I, I said I tried, but I didn't honestly try. But, um, <laughs> and then cut to a year later, I told my parents that, I want like at first being a makeup artist was just like a job it was just like Mm -hmm. a job to them like oh like he just needs to make to make money his roommate got got him a job but then I told him like this is what I actually want to do do and I want to how soon was that so you get you get the job at mac you start playing around with makeup but how soon were you like this is this is what I'm doing and I have another follow-up question to this your signature look like something I we always talk about at Colourpop is when someone's had their makeup done by Patrick Ta you know like I don't even need to look at the caption I just know that it was you how how soon did it take you to kind of develop that signature look and also how soon into Mac were you like this is it this is what I'm doing I I worked for Mac for about seven months and I was considered like a diva artist and what a diva artist at Mac means is that you just take way too long to do makeup (laughs) <laughs> and like working at a counter like that, it's about generating sales and it's about um, mm-hmm. just like getting people in and out, not like having someone sit in the chair for like two hours and kikiing and talking. Um, yeah. But I always took my my sweet time just because, <laughs> again, I want it to look good. But working in that environment, it taught me so much. And just being able to work with different um other artists who like loved makeup just as much some some of them just worked there just to work there but a few of them actually loved makeup just as much as I did so it's nice to be able to like just like be around that all the time and to see their artistry but because like now I hardly ever get to work with other makeup artists it's always it's always me working with like a hairstylist and then 
How long would you say it took to develop your kind of aesthetic and what that kind of signature Patrick Ta look on somebody? I think it took about like three years. I moved, I I then moved to LA and I think I was honestly just like trying to, to copy and mimic other artists that I like really like looked up to and just trying to like make my makeup look like that like theirs but mm-hmm. when you do that you're never going to be happy with the end result because you're comparing yourself to someone that like that's their style so like you're never mm-hmm. going to be able to like do that style you need to find your it, it, it wasn't until I I said let me just figure out what I like like what what gets me excited at the end of a makeup session that like i'm like wow i love this and it didn't happen a lot like in like in the beginning it was always like oh like this could have been better this could have been better or this could have like photographed better but there's like few times that i'm like oh my god i like like i think and even like the client can feel it like if i'm excited they get excited because yeah if i think that they look stunning like obviously they're gonna think that they look stunning if i think that that it's questionable they're gonna be like wait what like what like what what's wrong yeah okay so why la so you're in arizona you're working at mac you're finding your craft and now you're like i'm going to la why why settling on la so i had just come out i've always wanted to live in LA. um, But I never had a reason to be here. So Mm -hmm. when makeup came around, I'm like, perfect, I want to do celebrity makeup. And I remember telling um, my my manager at Mac that this is what I want to do. And they said, because like, they were offering me like a part time put like position, I was only freelance back then. And Mm -hmm. I told them that this is what I want to do. And um, I, like, I, I was pulled aside multiple times, like almost on the brink of like getting fired just because of like, <laughs> if you really want to work here, you have to like, listen to us and like, understand that like, you can't be taking an hour and a half to two hours to, to do makeup. It's just not, you have to be like dividing your time. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, of course. And like, like, what is it that you really want? Like, I really want to work with celebrities. I want to move to LA. And I remember talking to her and she told me that like, I've lived in LA, like it is very hard. It's not as easy as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is like, this would be like a, like a secure job and like, you sure like, you don't want to do that. And like, I've talked to her like recently and um, it's just so like, it's just so fun. Like it was like, it was really cool to be able to talk to her and like, just like, she's so proud of me now. And, oh, I'm um, sure. but I wanted to move to LA one for myself, but also just to get out of Arizona, just like have that like that bad energy of like the bankruptcy and like the closure Mm -hmm. and just like start fresh again. It's been six years in Arizona. I think it was time to move on just to like even just think about like what has happened in the last six years of being here. Like it just like it blows my mind. Like moving here has completely changed my life, but I remember like the first two years was definitely hard. I was doing maybe like six to eight clients a day. I was doing a lot of weddings, a lot wow. of um, just like event makeup. When I first moved here, I was charging like $100 a face. And I thought, 
oh my god like this is so much money i can't believe that <laughs> i can't believe that like people are even like paying me for this and like that 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 was when instagram caught my eye and i remember yes following like a few people i like someone that i truly remember um following was Polya foxia i loved i just loved what she did and i was like i want to try like posting photos and mm-hmm. doing this and i then got a lot of like clientele from from instagram and yeah you seem to have understood instagram a, a lot earlier than most and use it in your own way but you got heat for that right yeah so when i first moved here i definitely like i i somehow met all of like these influ- the these like makeup artists that i followed on instagram back then like at a makeup event um mm-hmm. and they have grown now to be some of like the biggest beauty like influencers like i remember i'm, I'm meeting um shayla christy um yeah. desi um karen like i i i love sarah e like mac daddy patrick star mm-hmm. all like within like the first week of moving here and like oh, wow. we were all so new to the game and it's just so crazy to see that these are like that group is still i think some of the biggest like you oh, yeah. like the biggest like beauty youtubers out there now and i wanted to go in the direction like just a little bit different i wanted to work with celebrities like my makeup my my makeup was very heavy back then like i thought the only way to do makeup was a full beat down there's no other way mm-hmm. there was no other like there's no other like types of makeup um, i can't even picture you doing makeup like that that's so funny yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, definitely coming from Mac, like that was what yeah. like we were taught. So I started mm-hmm. reaching out to a lot of clients just because one, like the like the feeling of like that low when I had to file bankruptcy was like honestly like a feeling that I don't ever want to feel ever again. So when I came here, like I was really hungry. Like I was like, I mean, bort like bort like borderline thirsty, like to just <laughs> to just touch faces to have my hands on as many faces as possible. So I would reach out to different influencers to different models, I would try to like to reach out to celebrities, but no one would ever like respond to me. But Mm -hmm. influencers did. So like, I remember like, so some of like my closest friends, them till to this day, Sarah stage and Melissa Uh, Molinero, they were some of the first girls to like, let me do their makeup. And, and you just DM them just like out of the blue. Like, hey, yeah. I'd love to. Oh, wow. Okay. Just like I would love I would love to do your makeup. I remember Melissa was like giving me like a hard. T- she's like one of my best friends now, but she was giving me a hard time. I don't know if I have time or she would always like reschedule. And but <laughs> it's just so funny that we're like such close friends now. But yeah, so I think when I first like started getting celebrities, um, I think there was this this idea that I was like offering free makeup to everyone and that was definitely not the case but i did i did reach out to people and and just like i would i would i would love to do your makeup if you ever have like have anything i would just love to to do your makeup for fun for like because that's what i wanted to i I wanted to practice i'm in a new city i wanted to meet people and and i honestly just loved doing makeup but somehow i got hate for that from a few artists and 
this whole drama like happened back then and it was like really hard on me because like i i i I, ju- I had just moved to la like not knowing a lot of people and um i think back then like i was very i wanted to make everyone happy i wanted like everyone to like me just because i think because of like my childhood i just wanted to be friends with everyone of course and yeah. when there was this article about me that like basically saying that i ruined the industry it really it like it was like really hurtful when i and i had never like met this person before and it like had a big like effect just like in the way that i did makeup and um i i mean i, I feel like i i had like just hate from like a few other artists too that I think and what was their problem exactly that you were finding people on Instagram or that your style of makeup like what what was the gripe I don't I'm not following um, I think that like this this makeup artist thinks that he can just move in here like just move to LA and just like try to take people's clients and um oh, and all of that but like now honestly like I've realized that no one owns their client, no matter. No, like, of course no, not. But like you think that you do because like that, that's my client. I do their makeup. But I see. Just as we as artists are allowed to work with so many different faces, the celebrity or the client has every right to use different people, and like you can't get like, you can't like get butthurt about it. And I definitely, I remember. So I, I understand where where these other artists like came from. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I understand it now. Um, but also, the longer you do this, like the more that you have to learn. And again, like nobody owns their their client. Like I know that I do Gigi's makeup. Like I don't mm-hmm. own like I don't own her. Like she is her own person. She gets to choose whoever she wants to use. So. I, I think one thing um, that I love about you, and I think a lot of people make this comment about you, is that you notoriously stay out of drama and the beauty community can be known to be kind of a dramatic place. So with this, when this happened, when this, you know, this person is so publicly calling you out and almost kind of trying to start something with you, were you reactive in a public way or did you just kind of internalize it, understand that it really hurt you and then quietly moved on with your life? How did you handle that? I definitely cried. <laughs> I, I definitely cried oh. about it, but I I I wasn't like public about it. But I just I was thinking like, how could someone do this to me when they had never met me before? So just mm-hmm. whenever there's drama now, unless like you actually know the person, no one really knows. So like I just like like to keep my mouth shut. And if I know, I know. If I don't, like, there's no reason to like get involved to like make things worse or or if if you can make things better then maybe but I also don't think I've been put in like those situations like ever again so I can't really speak to that I guess yeah no that's fair but I think you have demonstrated a tremendous amount of grace so they say that you know success happens slowly and then all at once uh after being in LA and you're kind of building up your client book and reaching out on Instagram when was the moment where you were like I like this is this is real and this is going to be like my life career and I think I can be a major success at this. Who was who was that client or that moment where you were like it's happening? It's really happening. 
so two there's two people that I think I owe a tremendous amount of, of success to Shay Mitchell and Gigi Hadid. So these two girls, like, I am so grateful for because they took me under their wing. And we were both growing together. I mean, I think I remember I, I met Gigi, like when she first started or started like going to events and like becoming like this like supermodel. And she was still living in LA and I had met her because of her dad's like ex-girlfriend and she asked me to like do her makeup and I, I remember seeing her on Housewives and like I just thought she was so oh, beautiful yeah. and I, yeah. I like I think when I meet someone now you can just tell that they have this like star power that they can command a room and like when you when they walk into a room like you feel them and there's a few clients now like I, I feel I feel that way about like Addison Ray now like mm-hmm. when I first met her I was like oh my god you are going to be a star and and I, I felt it but like Shay she she dm'd me on Instagram and this was like about a year after me moving to LA she dm'd me on Instagram asking if I could do her makeup and I remember like getting this like dm I freaked out I was like oh my god <laughs> I am like, like such a big Pretty Little Liars fan. So to me, like that was, she was already a celebrity back then. And I had never worked with a celebrity before. So it was such a big moment for me. And I remember calling like my mom and my dad and I, I told them like, this is going to change my life. And and it did. And it seriously did. I, I ended up working with her for a long time. And we're like, we're, I consider her like her like such a, a great friend now. And how did, okay. So for everybody that's kind of starting out, how did she find you? Like, was your following big at the time? Were you posting frequently? Did you have a mutual connection? Like, did you ever ask her, how did you find me? I had around maybe like, I think 20,000 followers back then. Okay. And I don't really know how she found me. I think she says she loves makeup. So she was always looking and as like an actress or whatever, like you're constantly like looking for different artists, um, to paint your face and because she's half Asian, like she wanted to be able to like find someone that could do her face because someone that's great at doing the next face isn't good at doing her face. So she was very particular and she loves, Mm. but it's because she loves makeup and she loves to look a certain way and to feel a certain way. And she's honestly like one of my favorite faces to paint because she loves makeup just as much as I do. I mean, and her bone structure is like out of this world. It's unbelievable. Yeah, her, her skin, <laughs> her skin, her bone structure, everything is like honestly like un- like unbelievable. So, prior to Patrick Top Beauty, and we'll get into that. Uh, who were your brands of choice? Who would you like never leave home without? And what products were your holy grail? Um, some of my holy grail products. So I love the La Mer loose powder. I remember getting this mm-hmm. powder from. So, my business partner today. She gave me my first jar of La Mer powder like six years ago. And I remember like I would never like spend. Like the translucent loose yeah, powder? That's like $100 would, or $200 or something. Yeah, yeah, I would never spend like that much money on makeup back then. And she yeah. gave it to me. I was like, oh my God, you're giving me this? <laughs> like I was so appreciative. And I, I like I like savored this. Like I saved. I, 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 I would only use this powder like when I had like special clients because I didn't want to like waste it. 
Uh, and I love that feeling. I wish I felt that way about product now, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember it's like, no, I'm not going to use that on them because I, I don't want to like use it all up. Um, I also loved the Mac. I think, I think it's suntan matte. It's like a bronzer that I, mm. that I love that like to, I use for contour. I love the Chanel eyeshadow in 86 trace like i think it was, it was like a staple of like what i always used and i love like the mac cream eyeliner and like i think nc15 nw20 like th those were like go-to things to get this bronzy golden look i remember that la mer powder i remember uh, this must have been like 2014 or 2015 so you were still newer but i think you did a youtube tutorial with shiva safai and you oh my use God, that powder. Yeah. I feel like sometimes in LA and sometimes in this industry, it's just always on to the next thing, right? You can never be successful enough. It can never be, I don't know, like glitzy and glam enough. There's just always the next thing. What would you say to that young person that's kind of chasing that? I think that it's really important. If I could go back to like when I first moved here, it's mm -hmm. really important to know when you are ready to work with certain clients because if I could go back like there's some people that I wish that I never even said yes to because you have one chance like there's hundreds of like I think there's hundreds of thousands of makeup artists out there in the world and there's only a few celebrities so you don't have that many like if you leave a bad impression on them they're not going to use you again. They're going to use someone else because there's so many other people to use. But also just, I think, taking like a step back and really like thinking about like, and, and I don't do this a lot too, so I, I have to tell myself to do this as well, but just taking a step back and just thinking about everything that you have done or where you have, where you started and where you are today. and mm -hmm being just like grateful and appreciative of like what you do have. And because for me, like, I was always, I want this, I want the next thing. I like, I want to, I want a house. I, I, I want this car. I want, and like, I have all those things. And I think with this industry, it's like, you're constantly search, like searching for the next high or that validation that like that, that, lets you know that okay you are good or you are successful or people like you um but just being able to I, i'm still trying to, to figure this out too but just being happy with like what you have it's harder like said than done but mm -hmm. during this time like during covid i think before covid i was like running at like a thousand miles per hour i was like trying to make good products that like people just loved and and it, it would really hurt my feelings when I would read a review and someone would say something mean about my products because as an artist like I mean or, or anyone that that knows me I'm like a perfectionist and I and I want things to be amazing I, I'm not gonna like try to release something that like I didn't really like pour like my like heart and soul into but being able to take a step back and have a balance of like your work and life and that's very hard. I think it's like, I didn't know how to do that. But during like COVID, it's, it's made me realize that like, there are so many more important things in life. I remember, I missed one of my best friends weddings, 
Um, and this was like four years ago. And, and, and that was when I felt like I still wow. like I'm still fighting for my place in this industry. I'm still like need, need to make a name for myself. And it was a, it was for a job that I felt like if I don't take this job, like I'm not going to be the makeup artist that I want to be. And I look back today, like I don't even remember who it was or what job it was. But I do remember that I missed my best friend's wedding. And it, it honestly, it makes me so sad because yeah. this industry is like you're you are as as a makeup artist, it looks very glamorous. It looks like we have nice things, we make great money, we like, but we also like are on our clients' time. Like it's when they need to get their makeup done or when they need to do something or when they need to go somewhere. I had a very hard time of saying no. And I still have a hard time of saying no, because like, you don't want to disappoint. You don't want to like lose your place because that's what you fought so hard to get to. So yeah, um, I'm still trying to figure it out. And I, I think I'm getting better at it. But just finding clients to work with that are on the same wavelength as me that are nice, that appreciate the makeup or the artistry is just as much as we do. So like every single time is fun rather than just finding people just because they're big and like their name is mm -hmm. big and just to do them like more so like now, like I just, I want people that bring good energy into my life and that make me like, that make me feel inspired that make that like keep that, like keep me on my toes. And, and definitely like Gigi and Shay like was that for me because like Gigi gets her makeup done by, the best makeup artists like in the world and mm -hmm. they're so talented and they've been so they're so experienced so like I think listening to your clients and and really listening to them like they know their faces better than you do sometimes you don't maybe not but majority of time they look into the mirror they need to feel comfortable like you're going you're you're doing their makeup for a red carpet for their red carpet it's not for you it's for mm -hmm. them and they need to feel confident and beautiful. And there's certain things that I feel like everyone has. You think that you look better on your left side or on your right side. It's like the same thing with makeup. So I think like the takeaway is just try not to rush it. I definitely know that I did. And just try not, just try not to rush it. Yeah. A, a follow-up question on like taking in a client's face, but no one knows their face better than they do. When you do take in a client's face and before you do anything what points are you taking in are you looking at like the symmetry of their eyes to their nose like what what inputs are you taking in before you even decide like one product that you're going to lay down so definitely I like to always ask so obviously if they're not a celebrity you can't like get pictures of them but mm -hmm. I always like to if it is a celebrity I like to um go on Getty Images and just look at their past events that they've done and like try to find the photos that I think they look the most beautiful in and take parts of that and like incorporate that into the style that you want to put on them. Um, like what look like what looks good on them, what doesn't look good on them. So I think now like if if I were talking to someone who like who isn't doing celebrity makeup, like ask for pictures, ask for references because, and pictures of themselves, not of like reference. Like I think the reference of a makeup can be the overall mm -hmm. picture, but a picture mm -hmm. of themselves actually wearing makeup. What, 
what like level of coverage they are normally used to what aren't they used to because everyone's like perception of natural or heavy or glamorous is so different in everyone's eyes so until you can actually get a picture i can't ever really decide but what i do decide is that like some people like it just depends on the event and stuff but knowing what like doing makeup for the right doing the right makeup for the occasion like i wouldn't be doing like a crazy smoky eye for someone if they're going to like a morning brunch you know like just like having the right appropriate look for the occasion yeah but sometimes i'm like well, I just want to post a really beautiful picture with a red lipstick, so I need to do a red <laughs> lipstick. But like, sometimes I'm selfish in that way. But more so, I'm I just I I want to make sure that they feel comfortable and that they feel like the best that, that they can feel that day. Mm-hmm. Something I love about your line is um, you have a really nice balance between cool to- cool tones and warm tones. Um, are you taking in a client's undertones on their skin and letting that dictate which pigment you can use? Or do you believe that you can kind of make any pigment work on anyone as long as you just center it the right way? And an example of that would be a red lip. So if you have somebody with warm toned skin, can you use a cool red, et cetera? Yeah, I honestly think some would look better than others, but I definitely think anyone can pull off anything if they wear it with confidence or if they like base it correctly. If like, they anchor the red lip with like something else rather than just like putting on a red lip. Like I'm very into monochromatic looks. So like Mm -hmm. finding areas, different areas on the face that you can apply the same color or texture. Like I would like, if I'm doing a red lip, I would find like a pink or a berry blush um, with that undertone just to kind of like, so the two colors marry together and that they look like cohesive and that it looks like it's everything is on purpose. What artist do you admire? Like who do you, you know, you reference Gigi and how she can work with some of the best artists in the world. Um, and I definitely put you in that category, but who are, who inspires you? Who are you looking to that you admire their craft? I really love Erin Parsons. I think she's so creative mm-hmm. and she can do makeup so quick. I think people who can do makeup quick, like I, I envy them quick and good not quick and bad but like i think she's amazing i think hung van gogh is amazing i think that makeup by ariel is like spectacular like his Uh makeup is like so perfect like it looks heavy but in person it's like not that heavy it just photographs like it's like you're flawless and like what i named is like everyone is so different like so different i really love katie jane hughes too i think she is like Mm. like the fact that I already know how hard it is for me to like do different looks on different people, but like she does like a bajillion different looks on herself. Like you have to be so creative for that. I'm still growing as a makeup artist. And I'm always trying to find inspiration. I'm trying to like, just like make these makeup looks more wearable. Cause not everyone, every, like not everyone mm-hmm. wants to have a dramatic look. Like I think the majority of like the women that I do, they just want to feel naturally beautiful not like they're wearing like a full face or like they want to feel like comfortable in their own skins like when they're like out in public or like this is me you know it's not like Mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong again i have clients that like love a full beat down and i love that too so it's like it's where it's where i started so like i have a love for both sides of the spectrum i love full glam i love 
supernatural. I know that you said that like you can like you can spot my makeup in a photo and know that it's me, but like I I like I want it to be where you can't. So like I'm always mm -hmm. trying to like switch it up and like again just grow. I think honestly like Addison has taught me so much about like like she just loves like blush all over her face, her nose, her <laughs> cheeks, everywhere. She she loves to look sunburnt. And now I honestly, I love it too. I put it on myself sometimes. I'm like, I look great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she has an insane face. I've seen her a lot on your feed lately. Um, what do you look for in an assistant? So I know Olivia is kind of your main assistant right now and we've been seeing a lot more of yeah. her. Um, um, but what do, you, what do you look for? I'm sure there's a million people that want to assist you. So I have been so lucky with the assistants that I have. Um, I've had like seven main ones that I like started from seven years ago to now that I'm still like, I'm like best friend. I'm like really good friends with all my, with, with all my, like my former and current assistants. Like, and I think the reason is that because they are all like such like hard workers and they're so motivated and they want, everything that I want like mm -hmm. and it makes me sad sometimes because some of them are constantly comparing themselves to others or or even like to me like I think when you're around that all the time it's really hard to not compare yourself so they're so talented and like they're such like hard workers like all I want to do is like push them and like try to like fight for them if like there is a job or, or anything because I know like how great that they are and how great that they can be and I think sometimes you just need to be given that chance but given that chance in LA is honestly very hard because there's so many people and the reason why like I fight for them is because they fight for me like they they work so hard for me they like I'm so grateful for them. And like what I look for one is that like they have to be organized. They have to be, I want people that have their own mind. Like I want them, mm -hmm. I want them to have their own, their own taste, their own ideas. I want someone that brings something to the table that I wouldn't think of myself because I already, I can already think of everything that I think of myself. Like why, why do I need you to do the same thing? I want like, I want my assistant to be able to like, I always like, sometimes like, uh, like we have these like conversations where like they like get heated I'm like speak up like <laughs> I want someone to like tell me if I'm doing something wrong that can be done better like I want to I'm always trying to grow and like improve myself and I think like I have such a great relationship with like my assistants now because I want someone that brings something to the table not just oh like can I assist you because like yeah. They think that my makeup is, is pretty or they want to be around celebrities or they think that assisting me will like get them to like where they want to be or to be like me or like I also want someone with good intentions and I, I don't want someone that's like going to try to like steal my clients like I'm going to give you my clients I'm not going to I'm not like I'm not going to mm -hmm. like if you work like, if you work hard for me like trust me there's no other person like I I, I tag my assistants every single time that I do makeup. There's not that many like artists that that do, but I want them to be successful and I want them to be able to like do what they want to do and be, be able to be proud of the work that they do. So someone that is dedicated, hardworking, and is just kind. Yes, all great, all great things. But yes, I love that you tag your assistants. That is very rare. And we've definitely talked about it at ColourPop. It goes back to community and reciprocity. It's super important. Um. 
let's talk about Patrick Ta Beauty. So when did you decide I need my own line and this is what I want to come out with first? Take us through that journey. So we started this. I have a business partner, Rima. She was one of my first clients when I moved to L.A. She's she, she's the one who gave me my Lemire powder. Um, but <laughs> yes. I wanted to do this a long time ago with her and we just never got to it and cut to three years later they they again approached me to do this and by that time for some reason so many different investors or um companies were wanting to like start brands with me and i felt safe with these people so mm -hmm. i went with them and like i had a very like clear vision of what i wanted and like how i wanted it to look and what I wanted in the products and how I wanted them to feel and like just like the quality. I think I would go into labs and stuff and look at formulas and everything without looking at like the price tag. So like mm -hmm. that has gotten me in trouble a lot too because like <laughs> we have expensive formulas and um and 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 that's why like I'm so passionate about like my products is because when you like put that much work into it, like you better freaking love it because sometimes like I change formulas like up to like 30 times to try 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 to get and sometimes like honestly like if it doesn't work i give up because like if it's if, if it's taking this long it's not gonna work so um the ones that do work i'm really proud of because the meaning like behind my brand is i think it, i think the reason why i am a makeup artist today is because again of my childhood and like i wanted to fit in i wanted to feel comfortable i wanted to be like a part of something so my makeup is like dedicated to the people and to the women in my life that have like given me confidence, that have given me like this voice to even do what I'm doing today because ColourPop wouldn't be asking me to be on a podcast or teach a class if like, if it weren't for the women that like supported me and like cheered me on and mm. to like, just to like let me do exactly what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. No, you're you're very very gracious, which is such a pleasant surprise for somebody that has achieved your level of success. It's it really comes through. Um. Okay, so some rapid fire questions, and then we'll we'll wrap. Um. Okay. Uh, who do you admire in the business world? So you're an artist, but you're also a businessman. Who inspires you in, in the business world? Hmm. I think honestly, the Kardashians. I know that like, mm -hmm. it's very like, but after oh being god, able, no, we like yeah, after, our yeah, our founder being, a, being able to work with them and to meet them and to like be around them. Like they're all such hard workers and they all have such like passion for what they do and like they wouldn't be where they are today if they didn't have that. So just that drive and the wanting of success i think like you have to want it enough to mm -hmm. be there sometimes people ask me like should i move to la like i ask them are you happy where you are and if they are like don't move here because if you move <laughs> here like you're just going to be chasing something and um obviously like everyone should chase their dreams but if you're truly happy where you are like happiness is way better than all of this very well said Okay, who in your life has had the most positive impact on you and why? I think my mom, because she is someone that is like constantly 
nagging me to like do do better or to just be on top of like things more or um to be a better person like treat my sister like treat your sister better like treat your sister as how you would treat your best friend uh, or like or treat your sister of how or treat me of like how you would treat like your client or like the things that like your successes like I hope that you want that same success for like your family or like I want my parents to be able to live like we definitely didn't grow up rich but we definitely like I didn't grow up poor but they worked really hard for what they have and um, Mm -hmm. I know like I think for the age that I am now like I'm so grateful for all the things I do have and I want like even like being able to fly like first class like I remember like growing up my parents would never would never fly first class so like my parents are 55 and 65 now like I want them to live as great as I live like my mom is very frugal with her money which is really smart because I need to be better like better with, (laughs) with my money but like I'm like, mom, spend your money, like spend it. If you want something, do it. Like you feel like you've worked so hard for this. Like obviously like if you, if like, like spend in your means, but if you can afford it, but like she just like, she just like likes to save for a rainy day, but yeah, I think she's fine. <laughs> oh, I, I do want to touch on um, your dad. You told me the sweetest thing about him the other day. Uh, about him supporting you and checking your Instagram. Talk a little bit about your dad. Yeah. So my dad is now my like my number one fan and it's so crazy because he's like this little old asian man my parents are again are like i'm six foot three and my parents are about a foot shorter than me like my mom and my dad so i don't know where i got my my height but he's this old asian man who doesn't speak english very well who like he i downloaded instagram off um i I downloaded instagram onto my mom's phone um, so I, I don't know why he doesn't down, down, download it onto his phone, but every single night he <laughs> takes my mom's phone and he scrolls on my feed, reads my comments. He's like, oh my God, this photo has a lot of comments. Um, <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll notice like, he'll notice like if I'm not like posting a certain client a lot, what happened with that client? Like they're, oh, they're using Hung huh? or oh, they're using Ariel. Like, what is it that you're doing wrong? I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. Like, I don't always take pictures of my clients. But, and, and and then sometimes he's right. Like, uh, and like, it's been really cool to be able to like, he knows, I feel like he knows my Instagram like better than I do because like he reads like everything. And I I think it's just like, it's such a good feeling to to know that your parents are proud of you because I think like, I don't know, there's no like your friends or your peers can be proud of you like oh my god like congratulations but like when it's like your mom and your dad who like have raised you it's like the best feeling that's very sweet so it it sounds like their their approval and their support drives you probably even on your hardest day okay favorite book and why um right now i'm reading emotional intelligence i'm just Uh. trying to like better understand myself and understand the people around me because I can be very socially awkward and not know what to say. And if I'm put in a, like a situation where I don't feel comfortable, I could, I just like shut down. I just, am very quiet and people can take that as like, Oh, he's rude or Mm -hmm. like, 
he's just like very into himself, which like is the complete opposite. So I want to figure out how to be more personable and how I can like just relate on like a different level with people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you weren't in the beauty industry, what would you be doing right now? I would want to be a um, like architect or interior designer. I love like I, I just finished building my home and it was such a headache. But <laughs> the finished product is like I designed this. I did this and like I'm proud mm-hmm. of it. So wow. I would love to be able to. I think it's like honestly like just seeing something from start to finish is like what I love and like the mm-hmm. journey that is like in the between not 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 every single part of the journey like the headaches but the good parts <laughs> <laughs> yes uh tell us something we'd be surprised to hear about you something that not many people would guess i'm very insecure about my hair so i've worn like a hat for the last six years every single day maybe and i just i grew it out during quarantine and now i'm obsessed with wearing my hair I feel like uh, a lot of people are having their own glow up or kind of re-pivoting in quarantine which is kind of cool to see it's going to be interesting to see how people come out of this but that's awesome I better come out like a butterfly because there's no excuses honestly same same um yeah uh okay so this is kind of a silly one but actually I low-key want to note as well so when talking to people about interviewing you and going through like, okay, what are the rapid fire questions we want to ask him? Like the less deep stuff. Um, I'm not kidding when I say I had like eight different people say, we need to know about Patrick's skincare routine. Um, and there were two people that are like, I saw Patrick Ta in real life and I'm not kidding you. Like he glows. He glows in a way that's just unbelievable. So please. Oh no, I know. I was like, well, I haven't seen him in real life. So I want to see now. No, but um. What what do you do? How do you take care of your skin? If I'm saying I'm glowing in real life, it's because I love putting like hyaluronic. I don't usually wear mm-hmm. makeup, but mm-hmm. something for some reason I found it. I found I found that like hyaluronic acid um, serums. If you put it on your face, but not everyone likes to look glowy. Like most guys like to look matte, but for some, yeah. I, I like to look glowy. So you put it on your face, and your face just looks like a ball of glass like like (laughs) like it just like shuts your it just shuts your your pores closed it looks like your your skin is like so smooth and it just makes it look like it's like glass skin and I like love that but what I do do is that I like to use I love like the La Mer cleansing foam I love like foamy Mm. cleansers because I feel like with the foam makes my skin feel like squeaky clean I don't really use a lot of moisturizers on myself. I like to use like serums, but I am, again, I'm lucky that I have so many skincare brands that like send me stuff, but like I'm very particular with what I put on my face. So like if someone sends me like an eye cream that like I like haven't really heard of the brand, I'll like put it on like my body. <laughs> so I'll, like, I'll wear like <laughs> eye and like face cream on like my like my butt, my legs, my arms. Um <laughs> And I'm obsessed with putting on sunscreen. I stopped wearing it for like almost like six months just because I felt like I wasn't really into like super oily skin anymore. I felt sunscreen made my skin oily. But Mm -hmm. I really felt like, oh my God, I look, I'm getting like sunspots. I'm looking old. So Mm -hmm. I started wearing it and like I already see a difference. Like, yeah, I I think everyone says wear, wear your sunscreen, but. No, it's true. I didn't really like believe anyone until like I noticed it on myself. Cause like one day you wake up 
and you look at yourself, you're like, oh my God, I'm an old man. Or like, <laughs> no, that happened to me yesterday. That's so funny that you say that. That exact so, thoughts, old man. <laughs> <laughs> so I think try to like stay on top of that. What about like lasers or do you dabble in any treatments? Yeah. So I really think that microneedling works. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that I've tried a lot of things, but I think mm -hmm. the only thing that I actually see a difference of from is microneedling. Like it's like a, like a roller that, or like a pen that has like a bunch of needles that just like pokes holes into your skin. So like it kind of damages it and it, it causes it to, it forces it to like rebuild itself. Mm -hmm. um, but it helps like take away like any acne scars, any like pigmentation, your skin just looks tighter. Um, I've only done it like three times, but every single time I'm like, wow, I look, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People, you've heard it. Sunscreen, microneedling, and be particular with your serums. Okay. Two more questions and then we'll wrap. What's more important, passion or dedication? I think passion because without passion, like you can't be dedicated. <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and then last question. Okay, so breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all very different vibes, require probably a different person. Um, if you could share each meal with anyone, dead or alive, who are you taking to breakfast? Who are you sharing lunch with? And who are you enjoying dinner with? And where are you taking them? So I'm trying to find my husband. So I would love to go to dinner <laughs> with my husband. I don't know who he is, but... <laughs> I would love to go to lunch with Rihanna because Ooh. I feel like I would be too scared to like go to dinner with her because I don't know what I would talk about. But during the day, I feel like <laughs> I, I, I could talk about more things with her. Um, <laughs> okay. And where are you taking her? Where is like the lunch spot? I don't know. But I, what I do know is that I love like music. I've, I've, I've come to like a realization during COVID. So I've lived in LA now for the last six to seven years mm -hmm. and I would never go to the beach or I would never go to a pool party because I felt like uncomfortable in like taking off my shirt but I can't be like that guy who doesn't take off his shirt because like that's embarrassing so <laughs> I just would never go but two weeks ago I like during fourth of July I spent the whole entire week like by the beach on a boat by pools just because I was like I was like fuck it like I have to do it. Like, I just can't like live my life like this. And no, doing that is honestly one of the most fun things to do with your friends. I don't think there's anything more fun, but like just hanging out by the water. So I would love to like go somewhere in Mykonos with her and just have good energy and good vibes. And oh, I love that. Be by the water just so like she's happy. So like she ha she's happy to be around me. <laughs> That's a perfect answer. Okay, and then breakfast. Breakfast. I don't really like breakfast, but I love right. boba. So I could drink. I could eat breakfast for like drink, drink boba for breakfast. <laughs> and I would love to go with um, Blackpink because I'm a super fan. Um, I love BTS. I I think that they are just like I, I want to hear their stories and I want to like because I, I think like K-pop is such like a intense journey. So I would yeah. love to like hear like their stories, but I want to only go to breakfast with them if they're going to tell me their stories. <laughs> I love that. Okay. And then last question. I know I said that this, that was the last question, but last, last question. Um, your dream client to work on that you haven't yet worked on, if that even exists, it might not. Honestly, like 
I've worked with her before a few times, but Rihanna, and I would I would love to have her as like an actual client where I consistently do her makeup mm. because when she walks into a room, you know that she's there and the energy is there and like the feeling, like that feeling that as a makeup artist, like I only get sometimes of like, oh my God, I'm in this room. <laughs> I, I remember the first time being in a trailer with her she walked in and I was with Olivia, my assistant. We like couldn't, we like couldn't breathe. And like, this was like not too long ago. We were like, if she would walk left, we would look right. If she walked right, we, we would look left. And like, <laughs> I didn't know where to look because she's just so goddamn beautiful. Her skin is spectacular and her energy is like so calming. And she's just so like, so chill, so like, like I want to be around that all the time and like she loves makeup so like if you want to take four hours on her makeup you take four hours (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's a a perfect ending well Patrick thank you so so much I am so appreciative of you spending gosh an hour and a half with us and really opening up so thank you for being on colorful and we're so excited to share this episode with our community I'm excited to hear and thank you for having me I feel like it's honestly like therapeutic for me to even talk about it. No, it's therapeutic to listen. And I know that there's so many people in the community that will love hearing your story. And like, thank you for opening up so much um, about the early days and even like the thoughts that you have today. I I think it's going to go a really long way. 